Hey everybody, and welcome back to another Wednesday, which means it's time for Wiki What Wednesdays. So this is a part of the Noodles on the Wall podcast. Go like us, subscribe, follow us on any of your favorite podcast uh, distributors, yeah, and I was just told we were now on the Overcast uh, platform. I've never used it myself. Maybe I'll check it out after this episode. But last week we did an episode on Mad Company history, as in like Mad TV, Mad Comics, all that. Uh, the series that episode got some good feedback, so we're gonna continue with this series. So for those that don't know what this is about, basically I go on Wikipedia, I click random article, and then we just see what pops up. And hopefully, uh, one, it has good content, and uh, two, I learned something, and three, maybe you guys learned something too. So, according to my computer and the gods behind Wikipedia... Today's episode will be about the Supreme Court of Argentina. And so with that, let's begin reading. So the page says, The Supreme Court of Argentina, also known in Spanish, uh, pardon my Spanish, but Corte Suprema de Justicia de la Nación, uh, that might be super incorrect pronunciation, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, it's literally known, or translates to Supreme Court of Justice of the Nation, is the highest court of law in the Argentine Republic. It was inaugurated on January 15th, 1863. However, during much of the 20th century, the court and Argentine judicial system in general has lacked autonomy from the executive power. The court has recently been reformed in 2003 by the decree 222-03, which I have no idea what that means. Uh, the Supreme Court functions as a last resort tribunal. Its rulings cannot be appealed. It also decides on cases dealing with the interpretation of the Constitution. For example, it can overturn a law passed by Congress if it deems it unconstitutional. The members of the Supreme Court are appointed by the President, with the agreement of at least two-thirds of the present Senate members in a session convened for that purpose, and can only be removed by an impeachment process called Juicio Politico, translates to Political Trial initiated by the Chamber of Deputies and carried out by the Senate exclusively on grounds of improper behavior. Building. The Palace of Justice was designed by French architect Norbert Mallart in 1906 and was initially inaugurated in 1910. Subsequent works, both logistical and aesthetic, continued until 1942 and among its most Noteworthy monuments are Justice by Rogelio Irida, 
His last name is spelled Y-R-U-R-T-I-A. So you can try to pronounce that yourself at home. And the other noteworthy monument was Jose de San Martin by Luis Perlotti. And these are the current justices as of 9-25-2019. So the current composition of, of their Supreme Court is as followed. Their president is Dr. Carlos Fernando Rosencrantz. Their vice president is uh, Elena Hayton de Nolasco. And the justices are Dr. Juan Carlos Maqueda, Dr. Ricardo Lorenzetti, and Dr. Horatio Daniel Rosati. And now that we've gotten those short little bits out, uh, now we will try to get to the meaty part of this article with the history. So until the 2000s, the court lacked independence from the executive branch in many cases. Several of its justices were accused of forming an automatic majority who consistently agreed on votes having to do with interests of the administration. Authors have underlined a sort of spoils system leading to changes of the court's composition following each new political majority. The Supreme Court has been characterized by both instability in its composition and inconsistency in its rulings. However, reforms in 1994 and 2003 have been improved by the democratic character of the court. From the infamous decade to the 1994 reform, at the beginning of the 20th century, the court was composed of five magistrates. Following the 1930 military coup by Jose Felix Uriburu, which initiated the infamous decade, the five justices recognized the new authorities and officialized the rupture of the constitutional order, thus beginning a precedent which would affect mo much of Argentina's history. During Juan Perón's presidency, the Supreme Court approved decrees which had not been voted by the Congress. In 1947, after the conservative phase of the military rule, General Juan Perón initiated a trial against three of the Supreme Court justices, and the fourth one resigned. Thus, only one of the preceding judges remained in place. From 1946 to 1955, the judicial system in general was in agreement with the judicialist official policies. Following the 1955 Catholic Nationalists, Revolution Libertadora, the five magistrates of the Supreme Court were deposed by the military in power. When the constitutional government of Arturo Frondizi came to power in 1958, three judges resigned. During Frondizi's term, the number of judges of the Supreme Court was increased, while all Peronist judges of the judicial system were removed. In 1963, the following Democratic government of Arturo Ilia also attempted to increase the numerical composition of the Supreme Court. However, the military coup of Juan Carlos Organilla, also known as a Revolution, Arge Revolution Argentina, uh, deposed Ilia before implementation of the reform. As soon as the military came to power, they pressured the Supreme Court judges to resign. 
The latter renounced their offices only a short time before the return of the Constitutional Order in 1973. An ad hoc tribunal was formed on May 24, 1973. The five new judges were all Peronists, and none of them came from the judicial family, nor had followed a career in courts. Following the March 1976 military coup, the military junta attempted to depose all of the Supreme Court magistrates. The later, however, accepted the imposition of an act formulating the objectives of the so-called National Reorganization Process, which accumulated in the state illegal represent illegal repression and in the disappearance of 30,000 people. So I guess during this process, a bunch of people went missing. Following the democratic transition, the highest responsible military members of the dictatorship were put on trial in the trial of the juntas in 1985. However, this trial was not supervised by the Supreme Court, but by the Federal Criminal Appeal Court. After Carlos Menem's election as president, the Argentine judicial system was a target of much pressure from the executive power. In 1989, Menem expanded Argentina's highest court from five to nine members and chose four new justices. The Senate approved Menem's choice in April, on April 19, 1990 during a secret parliamentary session which lasted seven minutes and to which the opposition was not invited. The resignation of Judge Buck ensured an absolute majority for Meninism. The Supreme Court since 1994 and the 2003 reform. So the 1994 constitutional reform slightly changed the mode of nominations of the justices. Although they were still proposed by the executive power and approved by the Senate, an absolute majority was no longer needed. Two-thirds of the votes of the present members of parliament being sufficient for approval. It also introduced Ampero, habeas corpus, and habeas data. So in the 2000s, since the interim presidency of Eduardo Duhalde, and especially during the term of Nestor Kirchner, which started in 2003, all members of Menem's majority had, had either been removed or had resigned. Dr. Antonio Bogiano the last of these was removed on September 29, 2005. Not all justices were replaced, so there were two, still two vacancies. The amicus curiae process, allowing third parties to, case, to a case to depose a written text before the court in order to defend general interest, was then formalized. The process was used in 2001 when Spanish justice sent an international arrest warrant for responsibles of human rights violations in Argentina. An NGO then deposed a text as a third party before the Argentine court, setting forth the judicial arguments needed to either extradite or judge suspects of human rights violations, an alternate known as subsidiary universal jur jurisdiction. This change was an important phase in the 2005 ruling, which stated that crimes of forced disappearances were crimes against humanity. Castle Simon. Uh, two years earlier, the Congress had declared the amnesty laws. Those cases were in the 1986 Ley de 
Punto Final and 1987 Ley de Obedecia de Bida. Unconstitutional. So, once again, those laws, amnesty laws, were deemed unconstitutional. Thus, opening the way for the trial of suspects of human rights violations during the dictatorship. Another important reform took place in 2003, effective since June 19, 2003. By presidential decree, candidates for a seat in the Supreme Court must be presented by the executive branch for consideration. The nominee's resumes must be made public and announced by the Ministry of Justice and can be discussed in the media elsewhere by NGOs, professional law associates, academics, and human rights groups, and all citizens in general. For those that aren't aware, like myself, NGO stands for Non-Governmental Organization. After three months, the president, with this advice, can then choose to present the nominee to the Argentine Senate, which must decide on the nomination, needing at least two-thirds majority of, for a positive vote. Furthermore, on July 2, 2003, the Senate approved a reform which focused its commission to publicize its choices regarding confirmation of the nominees of magistrates of the judicial system and of the public ministry. Finally, following a colloquium organized by the CELS NGO, Chief Justice Petrici agreed to publish the court's decisions. At times, most recently near the end of 2006, several justices complained that the president's delay in appointing the two vacancies in the court was problematic because a nominally nine-member court needs a majority of five to sign consensual decisions and demanded that either replacements be appointed for former justices Augusto Bellucio and Antonio Bogiano as required by law or that Congress pass a law reducing the court to seven justices, thus reducing the majority to four. On November 9, 2006, Senator Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, also known as the president's wife, uh, presented a legislative bill to repeal law 24774, which dictated the increase to nine justices in order to eventually return to the original number of five. Most of the members of the court welcome this project. And then what's next on the Wikipedia article is a list of presidents. Um, it's going all the way from... Uh, the beginning in 1863, all the way to the current one. So whoever wants to know the current one, his name is Carlos Rosencrantz. But the next section is assessment. The renewal of the Supreme Court in the first years of the Kirchner administration was advertised and is usually acknowledged, acknowledged as a positive step, bringing more independence to the judicial branch and addressing issues of ideological bias. Until mid-2004, all of the justices were male. They were also considered conservative, as most of them were devout Catholics. In contrast, the two most recently appointed justices, Elena Hyten and Carmen Arbogay, are female. Ar Ar Argibe, former ad litium judge on the International Criminal Tribunal for the former Yugoslavia and the former president of the International Association of Women Judges, 
is a self-professed feminist and atheist who supports the legalization of abortion in Argentina. Eugenio Zarafoni, the first to be designated through the public nomination method, is viewed as a politically centered left-wing guarantist justice and also a scholar of critical criminology. So that's, uh, that's pretty nice and progressive. I like how Wikipedia had some extra details about this Carmen Arjabe, but not Alina Hyten, but Alina does have an extra uh, Wikipedia. Um, so maybe one day we might check out hers. And there you go. That is the entire Wikipedia page of the Supreme Court of Argentina. I guess to recap, uh, it was established on January 15th, 1863, which was 156 years ago. Um, if you're looking to find the actual building, it's in the autonomous city of Buenos Aires. Um, some extra fun facts. A judge's term length is however long. There's no set time limit, but once they hit 75 years old, the president and Senate can uh, vote to keep the judges for an additional term of five years. And this process can be repeated for the rest of their life, or they can just, uh, the judge can retire once he hits 75. And once again, currently, there are only five positions available, but this number has changed in the past, but hopefully will not change in the future. So five. And with that, we come to an end of another edition of the Wiki What Wednesdays, part of the News on the Wall podcast. Uh, hope you learned something new. We certainly did. Uh, you can compare and contrast the Supreme Court to your nation's Supreme Court. Maybe you can go tell your friends about it. Um, definitely tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them to like and follow on their favorite podcast streaming websites or apps. Uh, we are on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on all sorts of fun different uh, websites and apps. But we are not on Apple Podcasts yet, so don't follow us there. Uh, hopefully we'll be there on the next, maybe by next week, maybe not. But your continued support of this podcast will increase the odds that Apple will pick us up. So with that being said, I guess it's time to end this podcast. Hope the ads aren't annoying anybody yet. But until we get another sponsor, they will be the only ad. I hope to get another sponsor so maybe we can change it up every once in a while. Um, so yeah, uh, I was going to put a song at the end, but it looks like there's copyright infringements with songs. So that kind of puts a, a damper on what I was going to do at the end. But, oh well, you'll maybe I'll give you song recommendations. You can look them up on your own time. So with that, I will see you next week for another edition of Wiki What Wednesdays, and who knows what it will bring. So I will see you guys.
This episode has been a production of the Noodles on the Wall podcast. Mm-hmm.